0: Down,
1: down, 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 down like this. <laughs> Kia ora and welcome everyone to the Kiwi Running Show. It's great to have you with us and joining me via Skype today. We're not in our um, fancy studio as usual, <laughs> aka <laughs> Auckland Waterfront. Uh, but yeah. welcome, welcome, Hamish
2: well yeah thanks thanks for having me Hayden how are you doing mate how tell us how the training's going
1: oh yeah my training it's um it's going okay it's just hard to balance life and um you know um I've told you and all the listeners about my issues with my sinuses at the moment but yeah I usually have two good weeks and then then an an average week so um, I'm staying fit yeah we'll put it that way how about you
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's coaching's going well, um, and and uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. I understand we've got a you did a little uh, interview with um, with
1: my uh, main athlete Keegan. Yeah, oh, it was great to catch up with him. So he, he's heading over to London in a couple of weeks, and um, man, he's a good dude, eh? Far out. Yeah.
2: He's he's definitely a good kid. Guys uh, like
1: that put a lot of faith in, in the young ones. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. He does, he he's doing everything right. He's actually a, a great example um, for other athletes trying to you know take the sport seriously. His uh, his level of commitment is uh, is second to none. And I've got to give a shout out probably to his mum as well because her of. her support um, of, of him and his running goals is pretty spectacular.
1: Oh, um, awesome. Yeah.
2: But we've got a lot to catch up on, mate, we haven't we, do. we haven't done a show for a while, so should we crack in and go over some of the big news items that have happened in the past few weeks?
1: Yeah, so let's talk about Kiwis running running overseas, eh? Um,
2: yeah, well, there, there's been plenty of them, and they've been doing uh, pretty blooming well, so we've got a lot to talk about.
1: Absolutely. Shall we start with um, this Blazing 1500 meters by Matthew Manning over yeah. in the Netherlands?
2: Yeah, and this, to me, you know, I try and keep track of what's happening domestically, but Matthew Manning, you know, he's not. it's not a name that was really on my radar. I've heard of him and I knew he was good, but I, I guess he wasn't one of the kind of top, top ones, um, you know, the juniors. You know, um Dick Quax's son Theo kind of you know took a couple of wins and yep. so were you aware of Matt previous to this amazing time that he's dropped
1: or yeah like you knew the name but you know it, it wasn't one of the the Ben Moynihan's or Matt Baxters or um you know those guys who are, who are always up up near the front of of those junior guys um or junior guys now they're all seniors but um yeah so it, very exciting to see him him break through like this. So, he ran 3:44.89, and that ranks ranks him third in the country. Um, and for those who, who don't really understand the 1500 meter times, um, three about 3:43 is about the pace you would need to run for a 1500 in order to run a sub four minute mile. So he, yeah. he's right on the cusp of that. So this converted to a mile It would probably be what 402 um, yeah. So And sub 4 it, you, You're still once you start doing that Then you can really start Thinking okay I'm I'm an International level middle distance runner Once you're yeah. starting uh, run, Running under 4 minutes for the mile So this yeah. is um, yeah a really big breakthrough Huge breakthrough And to run this at such an early age
2: So he's only 19 So this ranks him quite high on the New Zealand uh, juniors list, I believe makes yeah. him the, the third fastest uh, junior in the history of New Zealand. Is that right? Oh, I don't know, actually. Um, yeah. you've, so, you've caught me something. off guard there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's very well coached. Um, yeah, the information I have is it's only four seconds off the New Zealand under 20 record. Um, so it really does put him up there. It's a seven-second PB. So wow. you know, getting into racing in Europe he was a three fifty one guy, which is you know, that's blazing for a junior. Um yeah taking it down to basically uh world-class level for juniors so absolutely yeah well done Anton well done to his uh his coach Vaughn
1: Craddock um who's who's doing really well with his uh his group of athletes yeah that's cool And, and, and kind of looking down the ranking list for this year we've got 11 guys who have all run under 350 for for the 1500 Yes. And that doesn't include Olympians, Nick Willis, and uh, Julian Matthews. So, man, that, that's that's some pretty incredible depth there.
2: Yeah, it is good. It is good. There was, you know, there's been times when uh, you could, you know, comfortably expect to pick up a medal as a sub-350, 1500-meter runner here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, you know those those days are, are long gone now the the quality that you need to to be picking up those medals is probably more around that 345 mark which yep. is yeah so really good really pleasing um so we look forward to watching the progress of matt manning hopefully he'll be added as an addition to the world juniors team but um we'll see i'm not oh, sure yeah cool. is um there you
1: and, and while we're on the note of 1500s um we've also seen Nick Willis's scratch from a couple of races and has some injury problems do you do you know any more about that I, I haven't seen any updates from him on social media about what what the injury is but
2: no no i i i'm in the same boat as you i haven't heard um much i you know i'd like to say I called it on the show. i'm not happy about it <laughs> I'd love him to be running world champs and running well, but um,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, he was off to a, a slow start. He took took a lot of time off over um, or post post Rio, yeah, uh, which you know, well deserved time off. Um, and you know, it's it's a long, slow process to come back. And, and sometimes the temptation, I guess, is to try and rush it to. Yeah. A, Ready for races, but um, yeah. If anyone can can patch a season together and run well at Worlds, it would be Nick um, with all of the experience yep. he has. So, yeah, look forward to, to seeing how he goes. We've got, you know, do we have any fifteen hundred guys who are technically qualified at this stage? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, my uh, my internet just keeps cutting out. Oh, there we go. Oh, I'm back. Right, sorry, sorry about that. What You asked a question just before? Yeah, so how
2: do you know how many guys, are, do we have any 1,500 guys who are locked in to go to Worlds so no,
1: far? No, none yet. So Hamish is still a second or two off qualifying, um, yeah. Hamish Carson, and I haven't heard anything from Julian Matthews. I think he's been coming back from injury as well
2: yeah um, and i know eric speakman is over in michigan at the moment training so he'll be hoping to pop out a qualifying time so it really is you know we're getting to the final countdown for these guys and um yeah they'll be hoping to run last minute qualifiers so yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, i hope we i hope we get someone in there <laughs> but, yeah
2: yeah um, I'm, yeah i'm sure we will, will get at least one but um you know it, it's uh it's a shame after having had three at uh, on the on the start line at Rio. Um, I guess would have hoped that it would have kept on rolling, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now yep. skipping over, feel free to take this in, in the other direction. But I thought uh, overnight we just had Eliza McCartney open up her Northern Hemisphere summer with uh, the Rome Diamond League.
4: Yeah,
2: fantastic um, third-place finish in the Diamond League, so there'll be some good cash uh, wrapped up in that finish, (laughs) vaulting 4.75, which is, really, it's just off her PB. She had a crack at 4.85, which is her best. Um, You know, in terms of early-season vaulting, I think you've got to be uh, pretty happy with that if you're Eliza, Um, and if history shows us anything, she is a great performer on the big stage, so... Makes me quite confident heading into uh, the World Champs in London in the next couple of months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So she, um, yeah, she got second. It uh, was the equal second highest jump, but the um, the the countback system gave her, her third. So she must have had a, a missed jump earlier on. Um, yeah, and speaking the- of
2: field events, Hayden, um, one that some people may have missed. Is a, a fantastic uh, discus thrower from Southland called Marshall Hall, uh, and he's one to watch out for in the future. Nice. He threw a massive, massive PB, um, almost a three-meter improvement. Uh, this might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but he threw the discus out to 64.55, um, which is just short of a World Champs qualifying standard. Wow! And just short of the New Zealand record, which is uh, 65.03. So. Uh, Marshall Hall is a name to store away in your memory bank, particularly uh, looking two years ahead to Commonwealth Games or next year. Sorry, um, you know that's he's he's uh, likely to do quite well at the Commonwealth Games level with that sort of distance.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Um Yeah. Also over in the states, I just noticed Simon Rogers around a mile and four oh six. So it's cool to see him hammering away. Um, also Angie Petty. Did uh, uh, an eight hundred and two oh one. She's yep. she's all booked her ticket for um, for the oh that was at, at the Adidas Boost Boston Games as well. So she she's already booked her ticket to London. I think she was a bit disappointed with that that race. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, we're still a few weeks out from London. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how she goes. Her. Her coach, her new American coach, has a history of um, peaky, peak, peaking athletes at the right time. Cool. So, yeah, let's keep an eye on Angie. I expect those times to, to tumble down in the next uh, couple of months.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're smart, once you've booked your ticket to the World Champs, then it goes all the focus just goes on that World Champs performance, really. Um yep Unless you you want to throw away that performance and and go and hunt some prize money or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, if it was me, I'd be saying, okay, let's try and get into the semi finals of the the world champs and and see what can happen from there. So, in in other news, I also saw uh, Hamish Carson was in that same Boston games in in the 1500 meters, and he came away with a 10th, and I think once again he's a bit disappointed with that, running 342 uh from what i hear he was doing a little bit of the work maybe on the third lap something like that um i didn't see the race did you see the race
2: no i haven't seen it it was ru- it was won by a uh, chriso here um from great britain in 339 so you know the pace was was never really on um you know i imagine i haven't heard what races hamish has lined up next. I imagine he'll be back and and working on a few specific things, um, and then we'll see how close he can get. It's going to come down to um, if he can get the races. So if you're Nick Willis, you can just put your hand up and and be um, entered into any meet in the world. Yeah, yeah. Carson doesn't have that luxury, so um yeah it's it's this kind of nervous uh period where he's got to try and find the race um at the same time where his fitness is where it needs to be
1: yeah absolutely Mm. yeah yeah i hope he can hope he can lock one in and it's also tricky because sometimes they can go out far too fast and that sort of ruins your chances as well you sort of you've only got one choice and that's to hang on the back so you you don't want that to happen either
2: yeah Um, correct correct
1: hey and um
2: some other exciting news from our, our core group of distance runners, and this time on the back to the ladies' side, Camille Buscombe, you would have oh, seen yeah. Her, yeah. her 15-19 for 5,000 metres, which um, that that beats her previous best by almost 10 seconds. Um,
1: so epic, eh? Like her her year just keeps on rolling around. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, going from strength to strength. It's sort of been six months since Zetapec last year when she won that. Um, she's gone over and trained in Australia. She's just been dominating the training over there. Dropped that 10,000 metre. Was it an A qualifier?
2: Yeah, the, yeah, A qualifier over 10,000. And this 5,000 is a is a B qualifier. So it gives her the option to choose um, or potentially do both events. Cool. 1519 is is knocking on the door of world class, and you know the best thing the the the
1: race was won in 1517, so she was right there. Yeah, yeah. So she's racing, she's not just pulled along in like a 1450 race with a long train. Um, yeah, 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 yeah she very she cool. Did, yeah. So
2: you know, if the race was a 1505 race, could she have been there? I'd I suspect yes so I, my gut feeling is she's in that kind of 15 low sort of shape um so you know she's training with the melbourne track club and and all of the best aussie girls um so nick nick Bedeau, the controversial australian coach um has gotten the best out of camille and it it looks like uh, it's,
1: it's going to be a fantastic situation for her uh, leading yeah. into Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, very cool. Also with the ladies, we had Katherine Kemp run a 600 metres over in Poland, of all places. Um, so she went ran 128. And so she's the other lady that we might see book her ticket in 800 metres. Um, of yeah. course, her and um, uh, Angie Petty had a great battle over the summer going head to head multiple times probably came out about 3 all off the top of my head um, over the summer but um, man it would be awesome to see her get the black singlet
2: yeah and it's a good bounce back actually the week previous she ran 206 in Belgium Yeah, Um, good to see her bounce back and run a 128 now look I you know 600 to 800 conversions I don't know what that looks like but what would you think, Hayden, a 128 is worth a well,
1: 202? The Women's times in the 800 metres are very similar. <laughs> I'm very familiar with them because I was trying to break two minutes for the, for the 800 for ages, and yeah. um, many times I went through 600 at about 128, 129, and ended up running too flat 201. Um, yeah. So my feeling is if you can do that and still have a little bit in your legs to to go for it i think she needs to run 20.0 uh, or no, two, two minutes point five seconds if that makes sense yeah yeah two minutes flat and 5.5 five of a se- second she needs to run to make the london standard so yeah i, yeah. I mean i think um i think it's encouraging it certainly puts her in that that frame of mind like oh if i can hang on with a, a 32 second last 200 then i've got this
2: um, yeah, well, and you've got to, you know, really respect the likes of Catherine Camp and Michael Cochran, Hamish Carson, Eric Speakman and a few other Kiwis who are over there paying for themselves. You know, they're kind yeah. of uh, begging, borrowing and stealing uh, money okay. from all over the place to get over to Europe. None of them are in the team for world champs. Uh, they all think. They can run the times um, and they're basically all just living off the smell of an oily rag over in Europe living the dream hoping that they can hit these qualifying times it's uh, you know and it, it, it's pretty inspirational but these guys are putting it out there taking a huge uh, risk and really you know I, I think you should never complain um when our high performance athletes um, get a bit of a performance grant because um, these these grants they get when they're very good are quite measly yeah. and by and large they've had to self-fund themselves to Europe at least two or three seasons before they uh, receive any funding so yeah huge respect for these athletes over in europe chasing world champs qualifying times
3: yeah
1: and the fact is you you often can't do it in new zealand because say someone like cameron french from michael cochrane doing the 400 hurdles you 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 need someone i mean i've never done a 400 hurdle race but my thought is if you if you want to run your fastest in that last 100 meters you need someone ahead of you pulling you along some yeah. some sort of rabbit to chase. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you're just gonna have bricks on your feet and um, have large fences to jump. <laughs> um, yeah, and everyone's sort of 50 meters behind you um, in New Zealand, so that competition's really, really important.
2: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. And these guys, you know, they they can do it. It's, it is a lottery, it's a bit of a risk they're taking. So um, we'll try and keep everyone up to date over the next few shows, uh, to see if any more of these athletes hit world champs qualifiers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. On, on that note, we do have Cameron French, who's just gone under fifty seconds for the the four hundred hurdles um, a couple of weeks ago. So, oh um, wow! Yeah, so it would be great to see him. Um, I don't know what what would be the standard. Would it be what around forty eight something, forty nine? I mean, I imagine you'd have to break the New Zealand record to, to yeah book his ticket. Um,
2: sure, just check that uh, very quickly if we'll uh, can keep on rolling on. Um, yeah, cool. One thing, uh, some other international type competition that we haven't talked about so far going on at the moment is the NCAA championships. Yes, Hayden. yes,
1: and th- and we've got some live live coverage to g- give everyone at the moment because we have a Kiwi in the the women's hammer throw, Julia Ratcliffe, and she's currently currently sitting in sixth place. So. Yeah, was with her second round throw i believe Uh, uh, but she's definitely in sixth place at the moment with a throw of 64 78 and way out the front um a girl maggie ewan's run uh, a thrown a 73 meter throw so yeah she's probably not likely to take the lead but is in only two meters behind second place so yeah there we go
2: uh, and just on those uh, four hundred meter hurdles, um, yes. so the World Champs qualifying standard is forty nine point six for oh, a bit. Nice. So and you know the New Zealand
1: men's record by Michael Cochrane is forty nine point five eight. Yes. So, correct.
2: So you've basically you basically
1: know, gotta get the New Zealand record.
2: Yeah, and all these guys they're uh, yeah they're capable of running it, um but the four hundred hurdles is a tricky race, and like you say um it's, it 's challenging to get into those races with the the right level of competition, yeah,
1: have you yep. ever tried a four hundred hurdles?
2: Yes, yes, my p b is sixty point zero five that's um, not too bad, yeah, I thought it was not too bad. I did it yeah. when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, it's a tough race. I don't think there would be anything tougher. I was talking to Keegan um, yesterday about it when when I interviewed him, and I was like, Uh, he always jokes about bloody doing hurdles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, that has to be the hardest race on the planet, the four hundred hurdles. I I think
2: you could make an argument that in some ways it's better because you have. The distraction of the hurdles. So, <laughs> that's, and I that's felt one
1: way this, to one way to call them. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I felt
2: this way about the steeple chase. So yeah. people, oh, it's such a tough event, and you know, in some ways, it helped me just concentrate a little bit more because I knew there was a, yeah. a, a steeple chase hurdle coming up in you know eighty or so meters. So, and and it was easy to break the race down into you know here's a hurdle, here's a hurdle, here's a hurdle. So. I, I physically it is quite a tough event but some people psychologically enjoy uh the having the stuff to jump over rather than just trying to run as fast as they can
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah I I said to Kegan, how good would it be to have the 800 hurdles I reckon that would be <laughs> that would be epic <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. talk about lactic acid that would be that would be brutal yeah yeah very fun.
2: Um, right, did we miss out on... Oh, so NCAA, we've got a yes. few
1: athletes
2: who have already... Um, well, one athlete who's already competed in a final. Um, a good friend from uh, New Mexico University, is it? Or no, Northern Arizona, um, yes. Matt Baxter.
1: Yep, originally from Tatanaki And so he's been running really well all year. Um, I think he got fourth or fifth in his in his regional meet which often doesn't doesn't mean much because the the regions are are quite different um but that that's sort of the qualifier for nationals um and he has just run have you got the result there in front of
2: yeah so he finished seventh um in the finals and ran 29.09 i believe wow so nice. he picked up that's uh, pick picked up all American status, which is a huge deal um over within their system and that's um, the top eight get that is that yes, correct correct. from what I understand, he ran a, a really well judged race um so the pack a couple of times went away from him, and he uh you know had the had the um ability just to run his own race and and work his way back to the pack um so You know, it's not his fastest time, but uh, it's a fantastic result against that quality of competition, including, of course, the NCAA is well known for having uh, always quite a few top Africans um, uh, amongst amongst the mix. So, yeah, fantastic running from Matt Baxter. And... um, yeah, I imagine that'll be the end of the season for him. Uh, I'd love to see him potentially next year having a crack at that uh, couple of games 10k standard, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got so, several other kids who have qualified uh, for the NCAA. Um, I know you had this information previously.
1: Yeah, so uh, we've got Craig Lautenslager in the 5k. Uh, or 5,000 meters, I should call it. Julian Oakley, also in the 5,000 meters. And then in the ladies, Grace McConaughey is going later today. So um, jump on there and look at the results if you're listening to this today. And also Olivia Burden um, in the 5,000 meters. So cool lineup. Great to have. So that's a total of six athletes, which uh, we were having a a chat on Facebook um, with a few NCAA aficionados and we're trying to rack our brains to see if that is the most we've ever had. It's certainly one of the one of the the bigger numbers of Kiwis yep. that have been in the NCAA uh, yeah. national champs.
2: So. And on that chat I saw something from uh, Reese Buck saying or indicating the total number that he thought were over in the States. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Like 40 or so athletes? Or yeah, he said, yeah, about forty-ish.
2: Yeah. He. Yeah. So yeah. it just kind of goes to show that. So of the forty, you know, almost a quarter of them are knocking on the door of being world-class athletes. Because you know, to qualify for the NCAA championships, that that really is getting towards being world-class level. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think the system is a great stepping stone, and these guys are learning. Uh, learning how to race and so hopefully they'll all continue on after their eligibility is up over in the states
1: yeah i mean to give people an idea of of how quality the field is um, they recently did the 100 meters there and the one of the semi-finals was one uh, i'll bring up the results now as i talk one of the semifinals was one in 9.82 seconds. Yes. In fact, to qualify for the final of the
2: 100 metres, you had to run 10.03. <laughs> so, um, you know, almost a tenth of a second faster than the New Zealand record just to make the final.
1: Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was
2: talking to you earlier before the show about the eight hundred, so a guy I know, coaches an athlete who was in the eight hundred semifinals, ran a fantastic PB and school record of one forty seven point seven. No, one forty seven point four. Sorry, uh, missed out on the final. Had had to run basically under one forty seven to make the final. So, wow. the it is crazy. Act, it's eye popping. Like it's uh, yeah. yeah the and particularly in the distance world, the Americans have really sorted their stuff out and are, are doing um, quite quite well. And it's good, you know, you had mentioned earlier um, of there, Hayden, that it's pleasing to see potentially a new generation of American 100 meter runners coming through.
1: Yeah, it is. Like Christian Coleman, who won, um, so he ran 9.82 and he won his semi final. So we'll still see what he does in the final. But that really sets him up as I, certainly he'd be the fastest American this year. Um, yeah, correct. I don't know if Gatlin or Tyson Gay have done anything, but yeah. yeah
3: I, well,
2: and, and this is the problem in mentioning those names: two athletes who have previously served drug bans and have come back. So yeah. the best possible outcome for the sport is is for these guys not to qualify as part of the US team. And for these young guys, for for there to be a changing of the guard, essentially. Yeah. So within that group, um, I'm excited about a guy from the University of Houston, Cameron Burrell, whose dad is Leroy Burrell, the former 100-meter world record holder. Uh, His dad is his coach at at, um, the University of Houston. So... You've got,
1: you've got no excuse to be slow hey, if you dad's yeah, the former probably, fastest yeah, man uh, ever. Well,
2: he'll he'll be um, knocking on the door of his dad's uh, best times now. If not faster, I think at nine point nine three. Oh, so, man. yeah, it's cool. And you, I suspect, with the uh, increased vigilance around uh, drug testing and whatnot, that these guys hopefully are clean, um, and and hopefully they'll. Uh, move on these athletes who have served drug bans and then and then try to come back and cash in on their notoriety so yeah it's exciting stuff
1: just looking at the the world standings for the hundred meters as well so christian coleman that is the number one in the world um, 9.82 um and then interesting in the the top eight performances this year top eight athletes there's only one jamaican so johan blake has run a 9.93 Um, and we've had what four diamond leagues so far so it's not like there hasn't been an opportunity for the big guys to come out um and uh three african performances in that top eight so yeah it could be a changing of the guard yeah as far as that sprinting world's concerned
2: yeah i certainly hope so we we will
1: see awesome yeah. Is that it yeah. for the international news? Did we mention yeah. Tom Walsh's um, performance at the Diamond League in Oregon?
2: Yeah, yeah. Tom Walsh continues to throw um, heavy
1: objects a long way.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of same old, uh, same old level of excellence that we've come to expect from Tom Walsh.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I guess the, you know, the the caveat to this is he is continuously getting smashed by uh, Ryan Krauser. The Olympic champion, um, who's who's consistently getting it out over 22 meters, so it yeah, just seems to I, be that step above at the moment, eh? Yeah, at the moment. So it's not going to be Tom Walsh's year. Um, the Americans have a history of coming through for a couple of years and then fading away, struggling with injury and whatnot. So might just be a matter of of Tom Walsh. Hanging in there uh, until his turn will come, uh, hopefully at Tokyo in 2020. Um, so yeah. we will see. So and I saw um, uh, obviously the other big name in New Zealand shot put, or the other big two names, uh, Jacko Gill and uh, Valerie Adams. Saw them. I've seen them quite a bit recently um, over at the Millennium. Uh, looks oh, nice. like Jacko's got a bit of an injury. Oh uh, no restricting his training, and uh, Valerie, obviously, um, with a bun in the oven, it's really pleasing to see she's actually getting involved in some coaching. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's coaching a young uh, discus thrower from uh, Westlake Boys High School, and uh, it's actually quite impressive to see. You know, she looks like she's been coaching for years. Um, Wow. Yeah, really cool. So I suspect, um, you know, the... Even if the end of Valerie's athletics career is is out there in the future sometime soon, I don't think it'll be the last we hear of, of Valerie in athletic circles, which yeah, makes...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what a resource to have if she goes into coaching locally.
2: Yeah, um, well, and she was at I've, I've seen her at some um, athlete development workshops, so she's clearly, you know, and she wasn't there to speak. She, it looks like she's there to, to learn and soak things wow, in. So cool. So she's... Uh, you know, while she's on restricted training um, through her pregnancy, it looks like she's keeping herself busy and maybe planning for what the future might look like. So exciting, uh, cool yeah, stuff. Cool. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's take a bit of a break and we'll go over to an interview with Keegan, uh, your, your athlete,
0: um, yep.
1: who yep. has successfully qualified for the World Para Athletics Champs coming up in London in a, is it in a few weeks' time. Um, uh, yeah,
2: he leaves for um, some competition in Fiji in two weeks. Okay. And then London is about two weeks after that. So we'll go to this interview, which I wasn't a, a part of, so I'm interested to hear what he has to say. <laughs> and then shall we come back and, and cover up the domestic news? Yes, let's do it.
4: Break it down.
1: Joining me on the Kiwi Running Show is Keegan Pitcher, who has just recently qualified for the um, the World Para Athletics Champs. So, uh, first of all, Keegan, welcome to the show and congratulations! Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Now, um, we're really keen to get get a bit of a background, sort of hear hear how you got into the sport and. and all that, but first of all, should just paint the picture. Tell us, um, sort of, what what classification you're going to be in, and what what event you're going to be running at the the Para World Champs.
4: Um, so I'm classified in at a T36, yep. which is cerebral palsy, but walking. So there's four of those four classifications: 35, 36, 37, and 38. Yeah. So I'm 36, which is most is the second most severe one
3: yeah sure
4: so a lot of our problems are like balance and yeah. stuff like that because of our coordination and yeah, yeah having all four limbs affected yeah um so i'll be racing in the t36 and i'll be competing in the two four and eight
1: yeah cool oh wow yeah nice. so busy se- schedule yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it does mean you've got to train as a sprinter but also as a middle distance runner right eh? yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah well man. we're
4: we're focusing mostly on the two and four yeah and just the 800 just to wrap it all up yeah and since we pulled away a lot from the eight hundred because they've now taken it out of my classification for the Paralympic oh, Tokyo, okay, yeah, so yeah. this will be my pretty much my last chance of running an eight hundred yeah. so it's more just a one last eight hundred just to wrap it up, yeah, since they've got another box, yeah, yeah
1: yeah, oh cool, and um. With that classification system, do you go and perform a bunch of tests or or how do they kind of get you in the right classification? So Um,
4: first off, you fill out these forms and they give you a preliminary, which is usually the highest one that you could be, so I got told that I'm a T38. Yeah. But they consider me for thirty-seven or thirty-six. Okay. Then the next stage is at a national level when yep. they have national classifications. Okay. You go and they do a whole lot of like medical tests, like seeing how fast your muscles reflect. Yeah, and yeah. How well your balance is and how yep. can you jump and all, all sorts. Yeah. And that gets ticked off and they come back, yep, you're a T thirty six. Cool. so it's like ah cool but that's only at nationals then you so only in New Zealand yeah yeah so then you've got to go over to international meet yeah that they're doing the international classifications oh, and up. do the whole process again <laughs> to be internationally classified and hope that the classification stays
1: the same yeah right. so
4: it can change oh, yeah. and there has yeah. been cases where usually it's been a too harsh yeah so like I could have been a 37 and then went over internationally and they said, no, you're a 36. So it's usually that way, but sometimes they do get pushed up. I guess that would
1: be the way you prefer rather than going the other way. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Has, like this is getting way off topic, but has there ever been cases of like the more you train, um, the more coordination you you kind of build and stuff? Or is that? Yeah. Yeah. So I found that Ever since I started
4: training, yeah. um, my coordination is so much better. My shaking is so less. Yeah, um, we're actually having trouble distinguishing me from other able bodies now. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite funny when you think I'm a para athlete, but I've been told that I got the mechanics of an able body. Yeah. So this is where it becomes really tricky. Yeah. So. But the thing is, it's more done on the paper. Like, on paper, I'm a T36. Yeah. So, and I've been classified in as a T36. So as much as people want to complain,
3: yeah,
4: they can't get me changed because that's what I've been told I am. Yeah, the cool. Day.
1: Awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, watching you run, you look like a, a, a really quick, good mechanically sound runner so yeah well done for working on that and uh, man it looks looks like it's really paying off all the training so um, let's take it take it back like how did how did you get into this running gig and and were you playing any sports growing up
4: Um, so growing up I was doing a lot of soccer and softball were my two main sports and I've always had a passion for running but never knew how to go about the para yeah yeah. like because I knew I wasn't quite fast enough for the able bodies so I was like how do I get in with the paras where I am able to and where I mostly fit in so we were trying for all through high school
1: couldn't
4: figure out how to do it then last year I went in April last year I did the junior disability games yeah. Okay. And that's where Hamish from Parafed spotted me. Ah nice. And then about four months later he went, I'll start training you. Yeah. And then why well, I try and find you a sprint coach. And we met up and we started talking and I was like, I don't wanna be a sprinter, I wanna do <laughs> like eight hundreds and fifteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, Oh, that's my expertise. So that's how Hamish then became cool. my coach and now we've just gone from the middle distance to sprinting anyway, so...
1: And and is that the stuff you enjoyed? Like, do you like running fast?
4: Uh, I now that I'm doing more of it and yeah. it's becoming more natural. It is a lot. I enjoy it a lot more than the middle distance, yeah. just because there's less hurt. Yeah. But then I used to like the hurt, so yeah. it's a bit of. I'm yeah. happy with both.
1: You'll get your fair share of hurt in the four hundred, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the eight hundred in particular, it's a it's a nasty old one. Yeah. Oh, that Second lap, man.
4: It's a horrible one. It's like. <laughs> yeah. do you, you can't quite sprint the whole thing, Yeah, but yeah. you can't do a nice jog pace. Yeah, yeah, it's right in the middle.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I reckon if they, because I think the hardest races on the planet are like either the three k Steeple Chase, the eight hundred or the four hundred hurdles. Yeah. So I reckon they should make an eight hundred hurdles. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be it'd oh. Just be brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So you've kind of been in it for what nine nine months now that you've been nine
4: ten months i started in august last year
1: yeah cool awesome and so it's been a a quick turnaround you've you've qualified for the world champs in london yeah um talk us through that progression and and where you were kind of leading into the new zealand track season at the start of last summer
4: Yeah, so we started in August and we started hitting it hard and setting a nice base, doing a lot of longer runs to set, to make sure that I'm able to keep the distance. Cool. And then we, about two months before my first meet, which was the Cook Classic, we started doing, um, laying in some more speed work just to get the speed up a bit more. So going into Cook Classic, which was my first race, I was running... 216 for 800 so awesome it was it was a second off qualifying time from the start oh wow yeah so
1: oh that's got to be encouraging
4: that was really good and then next few races I actually ran a lot slower okay but that was what we determined it to was mostly the fact that there was no other paras in those races yeah so I was either racing a race by myself yeah or with able bodies so yeah when I was racing able bodies that were running sub two minutes, I was yeah. trying to keep a good distance in the first lap, yeah. which stuffed my second <laughs> yeah, lap yeah. up
1: completely. Doing a 57 or something yeah. first lap oh, and yeah, then, yeah. like, really paying for it the last one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, so we were, like, just hoping, like, I was just short of all the qualifying times that I ran, like, within yeah. seconds. Wow. So we were hoping that something would happen at nationals. Yeah. And since there was, um, another dude in my exact same classification, William Steadman.
1: Yeah, cool. He
4: was, I raced him, and so he gave me someone to pace off. Awesome. And that's what really helped just make sure that I qualified, because yeah. if, I, if I ran the pace he ran, I was unqualified, because he was going to qualify.
1: Yeah, nice.
4: So it was just more of, okay, yep. now I've got someone that just I can pace off. Him. Of. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what really helped me cool. get there, just... Just because I was back then, especially I was was still trying to get my head around the pacing and yeah, how yeah. fast you should go to first lap and yeah. little things like that. So,
1: but awesome.
4: with this training that we've been doing now, there's, it's improved. Yeah, still cool. still starting some sets a bit faster than I should. Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. As you do. Yeah, yeah. And so, what time did you do for for nationals? Was, and was that the eight um,
4: uh, hundred? So I raced them in the two, four, and eight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the 800, I ran a 2.12.
1: Nice. Uh, Very good. And so three seconds under, under the yep. qualifying time?
4: Yeah. So three seconds under, which was really good. So that was my first race. And then the next day we had the 400, and yep. I ran a uh, 56. Awesome. So again, a second and a bit under cool. qualifying time, and then... For the two hundred I then ran that and I ran a twenty five eight. Wow, nice. And I set a new New Zealand record.
1: Wow. Yes. Yeah, oh so, congratulations. So it
4: was a yeah. good day.
1: Yeah, well that, those sorts of times definitely suggest, you know, you've got the wheels, so um, that sprinting is um, is a is a good call. And it also means like that as you grow with endurance, like there's still room for lots of improvement over the eight hundred and yeah, those longer distances yeah. as well. Is there um is the fifteen hundred still open in your category? Like could you yeah. step up to the no
4: nah, there was no fifteen to start with.
1: Oh okay. so, yeah.
4: So last so Rio in yeah. my classification they only had the eight, four and one.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
4: now in Tokyo they only have the four and one.
1: Oh wow.
4: Yeah. So
1: far out. Yeah, well, so it's going to be the four hundred after after this year. Then yeah. will be the focus. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, four hundred and getting my one one time, a bit further down.
1: Yeah, cool, yeah. awesome. And how are the blocks training going?
4: Um, a lot It's a big improvement from when yep. I first started. Cool. But there's still always room to improve. And yeah, yeah, just just trying to get there and make sure that I've got the blocks set good enough that I'm able to get out fast enough at London It's yep. the main key for now is just yep. making sure that we've got a system that works where I can get out fast yep. so I can finish fast at London and then when I come back we'll reassess and cool. play around a bit more with it.
1: Yeah 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 because I know for me the first time I used blocks I think I was slower getting out of the blocks than I would have been just standing um, but yeah um, it makes it sprint training quite quite cool because it's not just running you're doing starts and you're doing block work and yeah, yeah all that all that sort of stuff so
4: yeah it's, it's good yeah. fun and seeing all the different phases like yeah, it, that cool. was interesting to see yeah nice
1: awesome so what's um what's the big goal for 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 London
4: uh, the
1: goal would just be to go over there and and all three
4: races run new PPs yeah personal best, Um, and Maybe bring home a medal or two. Yeah. That would be nice.
1: Yeah. And your coach, Hamish, who's also our co-host, um, he was saying that you are currently ranked third in, in one of the events. Uh, um,
4: yeah. So the yeah. 800, I'm ranked third. Awesome. The 400, I'm ranked
1: fourth. Yeah.
4: And the 200, I'm ranked fifth. Oh,
1: nice. But awesome.
4: I'm a lot faster than when those times were set. Yeah, so yeah. So hopefully cool. something good can happen.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, we'll be we'll definitely cheering you on looking out for the results so when does it all happen
4: uh so it kicks off the 14th of july yeah and then it goes through to the 23rd cool. of july
1: awesome do you know at all how kiwis can follow it or, or watch it we, i'll do some digging around and, and see if you don't know but um i'm pretty
4: sure there's a live stream yeah i'm pretty sure it will be on facebook but i'm cool. not don't quote me on it i'm not a hundred percent yeah but there should be a live stream cool being oh, a
1: world's yeah awesome we'll we'll dig it out and put it in the show notes below the episode um yeah well and, and then beyond that have you got any big dreams or, or goals that sort of just take one step at a time uh yeah so pretty
4: much my big goal is to make it to tokyo yeah and medal in tokyo cool is the big goal but it's Just achieving these little milestones on the way, like I wanted to qualify for Worlds and make it to pathway to podium. So I can tick those two off. So now it's just trying to get a medal at Worlds, and then it's going after a a world record. And then, so it's just trying to do it in baby steps instead of just going, focusing on I want Tokyo. Cool. It's focusing on the... Yep. closest thing
1: the next step yeah Us it could get quite boring
4: yeah in three years away <laughs> yeah, exactly still.
1: yeah and is com games is that a, an option for your classification or is um, it not
4: unfortunately they don't have t36 ah, and right. they've got t37 and t38 yeah but not 36 or 35 ah. so <laughs> which is a bummer i would have really loved to go and do yeah. commonwealth but it is what it is
1: yeah yes yeah. 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 Cool. Well, um, all the best. Th- thanks for coming on the show. No, and thank um, you. we'll definitely be tracking your progress. Um, And don't let Hamish bos- boss you around too much. <laughs> you can get a bit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, awesome. Thanks, Keegan. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Break it down. All right, so we we should we should rattle on through this news um, yes, because this show is becoming longer and longer. But we've yep. talked about all the international news. So what's been happening around around the country? Well, lately? the
2: big one is uh, the Christchurch Marathon, uh, and a friend of the show, Kieran Fahety, um smashed it. He did, um, the he really did. Irishman, twenty nine years old. Ran a pretty good time um, of. Hang on, where is his time? I'm struggling to find it.
1: Uh, I'll find it. It was it was like
2: 2:24. Yeah, 2:24:11. Yep, and um, so yeah, really good running. And then I see Scott Russell on debut. Not a name I'm familiar with. Neither 2437 so I
1: you could tell me all
2: about it but yeah well you you keep on talking about some of the other place getters because it, it's strong fields across the board and i'm gonna just do a bit of googling on this scott russell because <laughs> i want to know all about him
1: nice go for it well uh, at, at the end of today's show we're going to cut to a couple of interviews with some tempo fitters who who ran the race um so we had one uh um, michael jenkinson who has just broken the the two hour half marathon for the first time and he was over the moon and for those runners who have been sort of stuck around that that two hour mark um i know it, it can be a massive massive old goal and um to tick that box uh it was a really big achievement for him weather conditions on the day were pretty pretty gnarly it, it started off very very cold about four degrees with a light bit of drizzle and then the rain picked up and the wind picked up as the day progressed. So the longer you're out there the worse the worse the weather was for you. Um, yeah. So yeah we had uh Karen Fayette taking out the men's race and then in the women's race we had Hannah oldroyd uh winning in 255 Followed by Lisa Brugnell in three oh eight and Julia Grant in three ten.
2: Yeah, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and then in the half marathon, and this is often a half marathon that attracts quite a speedy field, um, and obviously because it's it's flat um, and cool, so you can definitely run nice and fast. So we had Daniel Belchin, uh, one of the one of the big names in South Island running winning the half marathon in one hundred seven and then Aaron Pulford about 30 seconds back in one hundred eight and Nick Rennie another minute back in 1.09 um, yep. and in the ladies we had the um, very famous triathlete Andrea Hewitt winning in 1.16 um, so cool to see her taking a bit of a break from her triathlon racing to, to do this race I, I don't know where it would sort of fit into you Your training plan at the moment but obviously she's um maybe skipping a couple of the itu races i'm not sure
2: yeah Um, yeah, it might be a bit of an aerobic reset or something like that she ran the race um for uh, to raise awareness around a charity and was actually wearing angel wings when she ran so oh cool yeah so i was expecting to kind of jog it in um but in fact uh she raced it and out, out kicked uh jess ruth one of new zealand's most well-known um distance running exponents um and uh, i think olivia byrne was back in third so yeah and jess ruth only two seconds behind as well so it must have been yeah. a good finish yeah absolutely must have been look i've got some information on this uh mysterious, scott russell character okay hit me and it's, it's quite interesting so i'm going to hit you with this <laughs> we go all the way back to 2009 where scott russell was um you know he runs for Pakaranga, Um, and i've got results going all the way back to when he was uh, 11 years old running cross-country <laughs> for Pakaranga. so it looks like he's come through the club system and that's culminated in 2009 as a junior He's run two minutes flat for 800.
1: I've just found his profile on on the Athletics New Zealand site as well. And he is basically exactly the same times as me. Yep. yep, (laughs) He's a carbon copy, except a lot faster over the marathon.
2: Yeah, 4.03 for the 1500. It looks like he finished third amongst juniors. Um, So picked up a bronze medal at the junior national champs in 2009. And then he disappears uh, disappears through until uh, February of this year when he uh, finished second in the Wellington Marathon behind Chris Sanson. Wow. Chris Sanson doubled. Uh, uh, that was Chris Sanson's comeback race, and he ran one ten fifty nine, so just dipping, un- dipping under one eleven. And I remember us asking then, who is this Scott Russell character? Wow, now I'm going to ask yes. it again, because <laughs> on a Boo, 224.37 in rough conditions, that is a phenomenal run, Hayden.
1: Has he... Maybe he just lives up in a cabin at altitude somewhere in the Southern Alps. Uh, I don't know... running over mountains.
2: If anyone knows Scott Russell <laughs> and can put us in contact with him, uh, please reach out and, and touch base with us. We want to know. Yeah, I really do want to talk to this bloke. Um, he has put out an amazing debut performance and it's great to see someone... Come back into the sport eight years after their their last serious racing as a junior. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's a a, a story to be told here, Hayden, and we'll we'll definitely follow up on it.
1: Very cool. Cool. Um, in sadder news, we also had a uh, passing away of of Howard Healy. I don't know if you caught this news. Um, so he was a steeplechase representative he went to the 74 com games um and the 78 com games where he he finished
2: fifth so brother nathan and they were both uh really well-known um athletes through what was kind of a golden era for new zealand distance running um and howard went on to have a a really distinguished career in the fitness industry um and so really sad to see you know in sixty eight uh he's he's left us far, far too early. early, yeah, yeah, all our our sympathies go out to uh howard his his friends in Vano, and uh we hope you're all doing okay,
1: yeah, absolutely mm-hmm.
2: right so is, is there any other kind of national news that we uh, missed out on um I know there's lots of cross country uh that people. Uh, may want to hear about but we're heading into the the pointy end of the season so we'll report in the coming weeks on regional champs and then the New Zealand cross-country here in Auckland Uh, I think it's in late July
1: yep Yep. yes Um, and well a couple of quick points Um, the Athletics New Zealand have Pinpointed their dates for the New Zealand track and field champs. Um, yes. So that will be in the 9th to the 11th of March 2018. So I know a lot of our listeners like to book these things in their calendars and set it as a bit of a goal. Um, so that's going to be in Hamilton again. Um, and maybe they'll bring back the expert commentator from last year. Yeah,
2: I, maybe <laughs> they will. And then also they might invite the world's worst commentator, me. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, actually, Joseph Miller posted footage of his 200-metre final, um, and it was myself and Liam Malone. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basically, um, Liam just, just talked over me and was just saying, look, you, you, you're sounding pretty boring, so I'm just going to talk <laughs> to you and commentate this 200 because I'm an expert. And so, yeah, uh, no, it was a real pleasure being involved. And I'm glad that event... Is going back to Hamilton. They did a fantastic job. And um, you learn so much when you host these events. It then is a real shame that they go and give it to someone else and it doesn't come back to you for another five or six years. And, you know, most of the people who did the work have moved on since then. So I I hope it will stay for at least another year or two in Hamilton um, before, you know, it does have to move around. uh, But I like the idea of of um spending multiple years in one location and, and really building the quality of that event.
1: yeah definitely yeah. um we also had a couple of smaller half marathons around the country so we had the pai half marathon up north which was won by julian na and 124 and he
2: uh, house the leading woman in
1: one thirty eight nineteen yes and, and do you want to read out the the Mount Joggers result and I'll just look up another race that was on at the weekend as well.
2: Yeah, we'll do Mount joggers, I can tell you in the men's race, two terrible human beings <laughs> in first and second uh, Kyle Mcdonald uh one of the ugliest men to ever walk the face of this earth
1: Oh so cruel.
2: <laughs> one he won this event for the third time in one fourteen ten. Uh and then in second uh Garrett Reed won sixteen thirty two. And of course Garrett uh for those who know was a standout junior, ran eight twelve over three thousand meters and is now just a just a raging uh alcoholic. Um <laughs> but he's a he's an alright bloke. So great one two there um by two very good friends. And then uh, on the women's side, Margie Campbell uh, ran 121.06, which is actually quite impressive. They had um, a bit of a slip on the course, and so the course was adjusted, and they had to go up and down quite a steep bit of hill three times on the course. So uh, that 121 by Jess Wally is, um, I think, that's worth every bit a 119 so cool. uh, really good running and strong fields is always at the mount joggers half marathon 31 years that event has been going so wow nice good work uh, by the mount joggers
1: i think there's a half marathon and uh, that goes around the mount probably every every month or so <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's crazy. a great destination um, it is. For yeah.
2: events like idea. Uh, yeah. it's it's an easy sell if you're a runner and you want to drag your uh, partner away for a weekend uh well let's go to the mounts i want to do this race and we can book a motel yes yes is the answer and it's flat as well which doesn't hurt yeah very cool yeah.
1: Now, also, we had the first of the Auckland Exterra races, and, and these become quite um, they have six races throughout the season, and they do become quite competitive, particularly over the, the longer distances. So, we yeah. had, um, I assume these guys are brothers, um, but Matthew Batley and Andrew Batley. Um, so, you might remember Matt Batley taking out the silver medal in the senior men's mountain running. Um, yes. Just recently. Um, so he, he took out the win, um, and the Exterra out at, I think it was Riverhead and it was super, super muddy.
2: Um, and so, and this is funny because, um, I would have assumed the super long would be the premier distance, um, which, uh, my good friend Danny Shaw took out the win in the super long, but, um, yeah, yeah yeah no offense to Dan, but uh looks like the quality race was the, was the long course
1: yeah yeah well it, it does vary usually it is the super long uh, which is usually about a half marathon um yeah. distance mm. um yeah and in the ladies in the super long who who did we have so we had Daniel Shaw winning at one forty four and then the females got to scroll fair way down uh Rosie Watson in two oh five So well done to everyone taking part. And um, no training talk for this week because we've had heaps of news to catch up on. The Northern Hemisphere season is really starting to light up. Um, There's loads of muddy trail cross country action back here in New Zealand. So um, get out there and enjoy it, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and happy running.
2: Take care. We'll talk soon, guys.
4: Break it down.
1: All right, so here we are with, with Sue Meltzer, who's one of our, our tempo fitters, and she's just, or well, she's looking very sprightly for having just done a, a marathon two days ago. So, how did the, the Christchurch Marathon go for you, Sue?
0: Um, it was hard, um, but it was challenging. Yeah, and uh, finishing was good Yes, yeah. uh, in such tough conditions. Um,
1: yeah, so, but, so tell us about the conditions because it, it's one thing we hear about it being, being cold and rainy but was it, you're, you're from Auckland, was it particularly cold and rainy?
0: Um, to start with it wasn't that cold because I've done yeah. it twice before when it's been a lot colder. But as the rain and um, the wind and the temperatures dropped uh, it yeah. became really cold. Yeah. Especially when you were saturated to the core.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you were saying just before you you were feeling not too bad, you were on pace and then things started to the wheels sort of started to fall off a little.
0: Yeah, I was on pace till about thirty four K and yeah. then I felt really nauseous for about four K and yeah. walked during that time and then picked it up after that time. Yeah. So I didn't get my goal but Never mind.
1: Yeah, and it's often that walking when it's cold, that's when it really gets tough because you're not keeping yourself warm from the exercise. That
0: was a big mistake. Yeah. Because I stiffened up and got really, really cold at that and couldn't feel my feet or my hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was not nice, but didn't want to vomit running, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you've done Christchurch Marathon a couple of times?
0: Yeah, I've done it twice before.
1: Awesome. And, And what keeps you coming back?
0: Um... I've got family down there, but I just enjoy running marathons, and
1: yeah,
0: it's cool. a flattish one, so
1: yeah, it's good. It's it probably is the flattest in in New Zealand, aside from the Wellington Marathon, but that's always really windy. Yeah. Um, and
0: it supports Christchurch as well because yeah. I think um, they're really trying to build it up post earthquake.
1: Yeah, cool. And speaking of that, some of the course ran through the red zone, and so you had a few potholes and terrain like that to contend with.
0: Yeah, very potholey, gravelly. Um, quite lonely, yep. but um, amazing, uh, I must admit, amazing marshals because they stood out in that weather all the time oh, for yeah. up to six hours and they were amazing and cheered people on. So yeah. Yeah.
1: They're often the real heroes of, of these yeah. races, eh, when they they turn up and because they, they're out there longer than anyone and not moving, so yeah, yeah. it's tough. They were really yeah. great. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, well done and rest up those legs and when's the next one?
0: Wellington in two weeks.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, I hope that is a little bit warmer for you, and um, yeah, and you don't get that um, nauseousness again. So cool. And. With me here is Michael Jenkinson, one of our, our long-term tempo fitters. You've been with us quite a long time and you've just, congratulations, you've just cracked the two-hour mark for the half marathon for the first time.
3: Not just cracked it, crushed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. you really did. Yeah.
3: Um, Surprised myself, to yeah. be honest.
1: So, yeah. uh, so Christchurch half marathon, and what were what was kind of the goal going into
3: it? Uh, the goal was to maintain 5.30 pace the whole way. Yeah. Well, the goal was to get under two, but I was going to try and hold 5.30 the whole way.
1: Yeah, so yeah. that's about, what, 56, 57, 156? Yeah, like yeah, Yeah, awesome.
3: And, uh, yeah, so I went out. Uh, I, did, I did a good taper yep. for the week before, and um, then I went to park run the day before, did some race pace practice, which oh. was actually good because it was the same temperature. Yeah, yeah. I wore yeah. two layers, felt that I was too hot, so yep. on race day I decided I'd just wear one layer and just wore a jacket which I took off before the race started cool. just to keep warm. And uh yeah, just went out at five thirties. Found myself going a bit too fast. Yep. Did a few K's at five fifteen, five twenty at the beginning. Yeah. Had to keep raining myself back. Yeah. <laughs> so which was good. Felt really good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And um
1: it's good to be like that in the start of a half marathon, feeling like okay, I've just gotta ease back and yeah, yeah and yeah. have that extra gear that you know is there. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. no, it felt good. It felt really good. Very felt the close. best that I've ever felt on a half to be honest. Yeah. That perfect. I was racing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um so three K to go you were saying it started to get a little bit little yeah, bit tricky.
3: Yeah, energy levels were dropping by about three K Yeah. To go and uh and I had to push to maintain that pace Yeah, and it was awesome. getting a bit hard yep. everything was aching <laughs> and uh, but you know I wasn't out of breath or the heart rate wasn't too high so yep. yeah just that general fatigue fitting fa- yeah fatigue yep. and uh, I missed the the 20k marker and I didn't hear it on my watch because I really wanted to drop it to five minute pace for oh, the last nice. 1k yeah, yeah. but I missed it and then when I looked at my watch it said uh, You're almost there I better drop down pace So I managed to Yeah Squeeze in the last half K At five minute pace Oh perfect And came in Still feeling like I probably could have Gone a little bit harder Yeah Yeah Cool
1: And one fifty six Was your final time
3: One fifty six ten, Yeah
1: Very good Yeah Yeah, You definitely crushed that So um last last year you did the Taupo marathon and got so cold that you couldn't zip up your, your own jacket. Yeah. How was it to uh, this time in Christchurch?
3: Oh, it was, wet out it was eight degrees. Yeah. Yeah, and so it wasn't as bad as yeah. Taupo. Taupo started on about zero. Yeah, okay. and then got yeah. colder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So and and you guys finished before, um, before the, the worst yeah. weather yeah. The, arrived.
3: The, the last sort of five, there was a little bit of a headwind. Yeah. But not too bad, and a little bit of drizzle. Yeah. Which, so I could notice that I was cooling down a little bit, but it wasn't uh, too yeah. bad. Yeah,
1: and yeah. the half marathon, you don't get that energy depletion you do in the marathon, so no, it's, no, yeah.
3: No. And yeah. And then, when, uh, as soon as I got <coughs> to the end, Got a banana and a drink got in the tent and it just bucketed down so oh, it just wow, got perfect back timing. in time yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's what would have been waiting for you if you missed the two hour mark yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: so um give us a,
1: a little bit of background um wh- when did you kind of get into running uh originally and and how long have you been doing it
3: uh 2013 yeah was my first running race in 2013 yeah in awesome full half
1: Yeah, yeah. And and what sort of sparked the getting 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 into this running thing?
3: uh, Well, I the year before I lost a whole lot of weight, and I really didn't want to pile it on. And I I was doing uh, exercise and doing a lot of walking, and I started getting into jogging. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then the the bug sort of bit really. Yeah, really started to enjoy it. Doing was doing a lot of trail five k runs. Yeah, never run anything further than that. And I started doing a bit of, tried to go do 8K, yep. but found that I couldn't do it because I was going hard all the time. Yeah, yeah. One you know? gear. Yeah. yeah, one gear. It uh, yeah, yeah. was like hard out, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it was, couldn't couldn't hold the energy levels up. And then uh, uh, a friend was doing the coats full and asked me to do it, and he gave me a plan, which all was by awesome. time, not by distance. Yeah. And, and it said go slow, go slow. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's what I did, and and uh, and then it, it mixed it up with intervals and hill climbs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, cool. And
1: uh, and, and what did you do for that first half to give us a bit of context for for your Christchurch one?
3: Oh, 205.50 Yeah. Well, so yeah. that's
1: not too bad. So you, you've yeah. been within kui of the two hour <laughs> mark for a for while. A long
3: time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, when was your most recent? Half. What what sort of range were you getting? Like, have you done a few 200s or two o ones? No.
3: I, I did uh, Oriwa Like yep. that was, what, six weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I did two o two. I was trying to break the two barrier for that. Yeah. And I did two o two. Yeah. At eighteen k, we were coming up this hill, and I got a wicked cramp. Uh, no. In my yeah uh, glute. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I had to walk half a k and rub that out. It was really bad. Yeah. And uh, and then we hit the beach, and there was a huge headwind, so I couldn't make up any time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so so I blew it out to 202. So
1: yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> But it was all right. I yeah, still, awesome.
3: Still, yeah, thought that I did okay. So cool. Yeah. Oh, very good because of the conditions. Yeah. But Christchurch, just the between 8, eight and 12 degrees, I sort of thrive in that coast conditions, yeah. and I find that I can push harder, and my heart rate doesn't lift as high. Yeah. Because once your heart rate gets to maximum, then you know, you burn out pretty quick.
1: Yeah, 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 and yeah, it is good as long as you're not too cold. Uh, yeah. I, I really love that feeling of just being the air cooling you down rather than yeah, yeah you're having to really fight. You're not fight sweating to stay too cool. much,
3: so you're not losing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. too much. I, I had a water pack with half a liter yeah. of uh, electrolytes in, but I only sipped on that maybe three times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't need it. yeah, I didn't really need it, but I did take one gulp of Powerade at each drink stop. Cool. Yeah, just yeah. to keep those energy levels up. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and I took gels with me, but I didn't take any of that either. Yeah, yeah, just just felt good yeah. for some reason. No, I think it was a good like taper and yeah. and a good build up. You know, with lots of race pace practice. I think yeah. that helped a lot. Cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, it really does help to to just slot straight into that race pace, eh, yeah. and not yeah. need and to not worry about yeah your GPS kicking in. It
3: just felt comfortable. Yeah, and if you feel comfortable, then you can. You, awesome. know, you can
1: just do it cool so yeah. so what's next now
3: you've cracked two <laughs> 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 well mate, I'm not racing any more halves this year so yeah. uh, my next goal was the Melbourne full marathon Yeah. in October very exciting yeah so May, round four between four and four to ten would yep. be a good goal for me awesome yeah which will still be a Marathon PB. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, well done again,
1: Michael. And um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing how that marathon prep goes. Yeah,
3: yeah, cool. looking forward to. It. Break it down, right down, break down, break it down like this.